Good evening, friends. Let's explore Siddharameshwar Maharaj's teachings further. This paragraph is on the principle of non-doership. This is why it is necessary to first know what or who God is. Static and dynamic activities have continued unabated in this world. There must be someone who is the doer. He moves the feet, moves the eyelids. God works day and night. He works, he walks. If he sits, why should there be any objection in calling him God? It is God who says, I am born. I am dead. The one to whom the sun owes its brilliance is God. If the sun is shown to a chair, will it see the radiance of the sun or give radiance to the sun? Will a dead body bring luster to the sun? No. So, if he is absent, who will talk of the sweetness or bitterness of food? If he is present, there is joy or sorrow. Misery, heaven and hell are all due to his presence. He is the self. He is Brahma Deva. All glory is due to his presence. Even the word God exists because of him. Because he exists, the wife embraces the husband. If he leaves, no one wants a corpse, even if a request is made to keep it. It's so true what Siddharameshwarji has said. He is pointing out to consciousness, of course. As, and consciousness as being the doer, so to speak. You know, this memory has come up right now when we had uh, taken Rameshji's body for cremation. Uh, it was done uh, through the electric cremation system and as luck or destiny would have it, one of the uh, machines had broken down and there was only one which was left to function. So we had to wait. I think we waited more than three hours for the cremation because there was another cremation, one or two cremations before us lined up. And Rameshti's body was lying on the stretcher on the side and we were not around the body. We were sitting on chairs in the room inside. And then the wait was so long that some people left to have a cup of tea. And that's precisely the point, you see. What we don't realize in the waking state when we deal with people, it appears we are dealing with bodies. But actually it is the consciousness which is being valued and spoken to and heard and so on. And the proof of this is in our behavior and attitude to the dead body. Something so obvious as this. But this gets missed in our daily living. And that is the maya. That is the illusion.
Here's another very powerful one-liner from Siddharameshwarji. If in a dream you see a big elephant in a small vessel, you would say that it is not true. Then, can this world be true despite the fact that you see the whole of it inside your little eyes? This is why whatever you see is not true but absolutely false. I don't think this needs any explanation. It is so clear. Now here is Siddharameshwar Maharaj at his simplest best. If someone is harassing you, you bear it considering that he is talking to the mind. This is fantastic. So simple. In other words, not to me as an entity, but to the mind. A beautiful pointer this is. An aspirant should thus make his life meaningful in this manner. Then he goes on to say, Do not entertain a bad thought about anyone. Whoever he may be, always take into consideration his better nature. Do not pay attention to what is bad. All this advice is for your satisfaction. This advice is to be relentlessly brought into practice as done by Arjuna, the disciple of Krishna. So beautiful. Now, this next passage is on devotion to the Master Saguna worship as he refers to it. Saguna worship, that is, devotion to the master with form, is for the enjoyment of the devotee. One who has both knowledge and devotion is like a king. I am telling you the secret of secrets. Do not abandon Saguna worship. Devotion is like nourishment. I have presented you with this 15th gem, devotion after liberation. The master's feet are worthy of the greatest worship. Do your utmost to imbibe devotion. In the ocean of this existence, you have the great support of devotion to the master. He is the self who grants the intellect to discriminate. It is only the devotion to the master that corrects all mistakes and is a remedy for all your sins.
So be devoted with fervor. Then the good that follows from devotion will be yours. You see, this is actually an important point because many people think that this path of Jnana Yoga and Advaita Vedanta is worshipping the formless consciousness and so there is no place for this devotion as expressed by Siddharameshwarji here. Now, if we see not only is this what Siddharameshwar ji has said, but Nisargadatta Maharaj, his famous guru, sorry, his famous disciple, Nisargadatta Maharaj used to have a routine not only of bhajan singing in his home, but he would even visit Siddharameshwar ji's samadhi regularly. That is also Saguna worship. Because it is worship of the form of consciousness and the Guru is God in human form. So, why would Saguna worship be excluded? This is very important to understand. I remember, in fact, my own Guru Rameshti was not much into this Saguna worship. It was not his nature. But yet, you see, every morning when he came for the satsang from his bedroom, he would bow to the picture of Ramana Maharshi before he entered the room. That was Saguna worship for him. Of course, Maharaj's portrait was in the satsang room in any case. So, there are different ways perhaps this worship can be undertaken. But the point is that it is a misconception that Jnana Yoga means none of this will happen. At least that is my understanding and uh, perhaps others have a different understanding, I don't know. But I was very happy that Siddharameshwar ji has explained this also across his books. And like I said, Nisardatta Maharaj was also practicing the same. In fact, even Shirdi Sai Baba would encourage this. He would in fact tell his devotees, you know, that in everyone they meet, which whether it's a dog or someone they don't like, his devotee should see Baba's form on that person or animal or whatever because he was all pervasive. Isn't that also Saguna worship? So that's uh, today's exploration and we will go further along this journey and see what else we uncover. Thank you.